0: Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have Mike Gamal, and he is going to talk to us today about Joy's Song. Joy Song is a 501c3 with a mission to raise awareness and money for epilepsy research and program services for children with special needs. It's a benefit concert every year in Madison and brings in guest artists every year that include Grammy winners and Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. The Joy Song ecosystem includes members of Garbage, R.E.M., Cheap Trick, the Bodines, the Jayhawks, and many others. That's all I'm going to say about it, and I'm going to let Mike tell you everything about it. He was kind enough to two tickets to this great event and i'm going to give those out for free to get your name into the drawing for the free pair of tickets to the joy song benefit concert email me at wisconsin music podcast at gmail.com in the subject right joy song ticket giveaway and then please put in there your name and and what you and why you want to go to the Benefit concert. So let's get right into the conversation with Mike with Joy Song. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Michael
1: Gomal. I, did I pronounce that right? Close enough, Gomal. Gomol. okay. Michael Gomol. You can't believe the way it's been butchered. So that's, <laughs> you were very close.
0: I'm a school teacher, so I try to do my best with names all the time. So I understand. <laughs> And he's going to be talking to us today about a benefit called Joey's Song. So uh, welcome, Michael. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having the time to have me on. No problem. Why don't you kind of give us, I take it you're also a musician. Do you, do you have um, a music origin story, kind of how you got into music?
1: Um, well, that's very kind of you to say I'm a musician. I'm probably more of a uh, an auxiliary person in the music business. But that part of the story will will actually explain that. So that's, that's, uh, well, let me, I guess I could start with that. So back in the eighties, yes, I'm that old. So back in the eighties in the Madison area, there was a club called Headliners on university Avenue for those people that were around. And it was about a thousand seat venue. And we used to get kind of what I would call the MTV bands okay. as well as sixties bands right on their way up and on the way down. So we had R.E.M. and U2 and John Cougar and Pat Benatar, and you know, go down the list of all the bands. And then we'd have like 60s bands like Savoy Brown and Hot Tuna and all these other bands kind of on the way down. And what we would get is a lot of those bands, not to get too deep into the how Sausage is made, but, you know, back in those days and still probably today, the, the bands would book the larger cities, Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis and then they'd fill in with college towns like Madison and Ann Arbor and all that other stuff. So we would get a lot of those bands on like a Tuesday night, right? When they were in Chicago on Friday and Minneapolis on Saturday and they needed something on a Tuesday. So we got a lot of those bands. And obviously when I say we, that means that I worked there. So in my college days, I was both a disc jockey on the nights that we didn't have bands as well as I worked in the office doing marketing and that type of stuff, which was what my undergraduate degree was as well. So that was really my, and then I was on the radio at the time and lots of other stuff, but I've always been kind of a music person with, uh, to use the phrase, extremely limited musical talent would be an understatement, but um, I was always on the periphery and and have been fortunate to, in those days have, and still today have lots of friends in the music business that have gone on to... To, do, to make nice livings at it where I have not been able to do okay, that. So okay. yeah, yeah.
0: So how did you get involved with Joy Song then?
1: Sure, so so that's probably more of the origin story that we can talk about and tell. So um, it started back in 2010. So let me roll tape back five years before that. We, our son, Joe, that we adopted from Guatemala a few months after he had been home, started having seizures and seizures are associated with epilepsy. Um, and we lost Joe about five years after that. So Joey is my son and he passed away just shy of his fifth birthday in 2010. Okay. And even when Joe, even when Joe was still alive, um, the thought was to try to do something to help what we still to this day in Joey's song, called the next family to try to do something, to raise some money and awareness. Joe had a particularly heinous form of epilepsy called Dravet syndrome, which, uh, at the time, and even still today, the prognosis is not very good, and there's still not a lot of treatments that can help kids with Gervais. Um, But the Dravet's caused Joe to have extreme special needs, and he had an older brother, and older sister at the time as well. So my wife and I had three kids under the age of 10, one of them with special needs. We were just trying to make it to bed every night, let alone start a chair. Right. <laughs> anybody out there with kids knows what that routine is like. Mm-hmm. So... So we uh, after Joe passed, um, I had a couple of options. One was to crawl inside a bottle of Johnny Walker Red. The other was to start Joey Song. And there's still some days when crawling inside (laughs) that bottle of Johnny Walker Red uh, sounds sounds like like an option, but decided to start Joey Song. And what we did, and when I say we, Joey Song is myself and a friend of mine named Kevin Baird, who's our executive director, who I worked with at IBM, which is when I left Headliners. In the music business, I did not stay in the music business. I went into corporate America and 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 had a career doing that. But when it was time to to try to figure out what to do to raise some money, uh, I called Kevin, who was um, I knew a good details person, which I am not. And so what we originally had started Joey Song to do was going to be CDs, and we released five of those, um, and they're still available for download. But you got to kind of put on your time traveler hat take yourself back to 2010 when people were still sort of buying CDs, streaming hadn't really become a thing. iTunes was a thing, but you could still walk into Best Buy or Walmart and see a big row of CDs.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I was always a sucker for compilation CDs, right. For a cause where you'd get that rare and you know, that B side that you couldn't get anywhere else or that live recording of something or that demo. I was a sucker Mm. for those. And that's really what Joey's song started to be. So I, started making some phone calls to, to folks that I knew in the music business and started doing the, you know, can you give us a, can you give us a track kind of stuff. And we had pretty good, pretty good results uh, for those first couple of years. We got music from uh, the Baseball Project, which is the Nome de Guerre of Mike Mills and Peter Buck from R.E.M. We had Mark and Gary from the Jayhawks, Roseanne Cash, uh, Del Amitri for the country and Western folks, Montgomery Gentry. Uh, crash test dummies, a lot of '80s and '90s bands. Okay. Um, my pal Fred Johnston and a few other folks donated tracks. The problem was, and I really will not get into how the sausage is made, getting a track cleared gratis is akin to doing a Rubik's cube after you've been crawled inside a bottle of Johnny Walker Red, right? Because you're, you're trying to get, you're, you're trying to you're trying to get the artist to clear their royalties, the publisher to clear their royalties the label to clear their royalties, the songwriters, and there can be four or five names attached in right. each of those categories. Right. So all it takes is one of those to say, Nope, we're not going to clear. And you, there are, there are a handful of songs on my hard drive that artist gave to me and that we just couldn't get cleared. that I would so much like the world to hear. Um, and we, you know, we just won't because we can't get it. But so you combine the difficulty in putting those comp CDs together along with, um, the fact that people really stopped buying paying for music in the early part of the tens yeah right it was, you know or they certainly weren't buying 15 songs to get one they wanted they had been trained well I only have to pay 99 cents yep. to get the thing whatever you know whatever the hell I want mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, the CDs did not have the impact that we wanted them to have but Um, what did turn out is every time we would do this, we would hold a CD release party. Remember when we used to do those things Mm -hmm. with bands with CD. And so we would have a CD release party with some of our performers. We would make more money in one night off of the CD release party than we would on trying to sell all of these CDs that we had released. And so it didn't take me very long. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I kind of put, you know, one and one together and came up with two and Joey's song evolved into this benefit that we now do and to tie back to the how I got into the music business, back in the 80s, uh, in the Madison music scene, there was this guy called Butch Vig that was kicking mm-hmm. around the Madison music scene as well. So BV was in a band called Spooner, which was really one of the top bands in Madison back in the 80s. And Butch and I hung around in kind of the same circles. We weren't close friends, but we, we knew each other. And so um, probably in, I should really have my dates better, 20. 13, I think, 2012 or 2013, Garbage played a big show at the at Warner Park, the, the minor league baseball stadium with Flaming Lips, a dual headlining show. And Freddie Johnston, who was a friend of mine and who Butch produced his big uh, This Perfect World record, you know, the one that was the top, had the top 10 hits and everything on it, said, come on, let's go down and we'll go backstage and we'll talk to Butch and the crew. So uh, Fred and I went backstage, we were talking with Butch and kind of did the, I remember you, you did the thing with, and, and you kind of reconnected. And as, as, and as we were saying our goodbyes, I mentioned this Joey song stuff that I was working on. I said, I've got, I told them obviously the story of losing Joe. And, you know, we do this thing to try to raise money to fund research grants. Um, and he said, you know, just tell me what I can do. And I said, well, you can come and play my benefit is yeah. what you can come and do books. Right. Right. And, and he said, yes, without hesitation. So that, um, that's kind of what this has evolved into. It's been a lot of serendipity. So Butch is kind of my musical muse for Joey Song. So what Joey Song has now evolved into, and it has been now for the last five years and will be for this sixth incarnation with Butch and company. So Butch and Duke Erickson, who's the guitar player in Garbage, along with Freedy Johnston and some local Madison musicians, Jay Moran and Pie Cowan and a few other folks, have this outfit is the best way to describe them that they call the know-it-all boyfriends. Um, and for short, we call it the KIAB. So, and the KIAB is, is up until this Joey song thing evolved, would play each other's family weddings and picnics. And really, it was a reason to get together with your friends and drink beer and play 60s and 70s right. covers, okay. that's what we do. So I said to BV, I said, so the KIAB has to come and do one of our benefits, which he said, absolutely. So we did the first one. And I know this is probably a longer origin story than you were expecting. No, but fine. It gets you from point A to point B. And so when we were doing publicity for the first one of those things, um, Butch had done was talking to a local columnist and said, you know, you never know who's going to show up at a KAB show. And I hadn't seen the president came up and my phone blew up everybody's calling me who's coming is Grohl coming is shirley coming is is billy corey you know all these people right, that right, butch right. who who's the who are these special guests and i'm like you're gonna have to talk to butch because it's no new it's new news to me so uh it was just some local guys that showed up for this show but after that first show he, Butch and I were having a beer and kind of talking about it. And I said, you caused me a lot of a high cell phone bill, um, <laughs> you know, with, with, all, with all these calls. We started realizing that that might not be a bad idea as something to do if we wanted to keep this going. Right. Um, and so, so over the years, that's now what Joey's song has become. So it's Butch and the Know-It-All Boyfriends kind of serving as a house band, if you will. And then we have these guests come in and play with them, do a few songs. know at the front of the stage and then the the guests usually come along and also play sing backup on stuff or you know play a guitar on somebody else's track so we've had some really interesting folks uh come and do that Uh, this year our confirmed guests and it's always kind of an amorphous blob but so far our confirmed guests are the folks that are joining uh, butch and company is dave perner from soul asylum we've got uh, tanya donnelly from belly uh, chris collingwood from fountains of wayne Uh, Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo. You know, I really should have all this stuff written down because I know I'm leaving some people out. Uh, Corey Chisel from Appleton. Um, I'm forgetting a few other folks, but there's other folks. I'll I'll say this a few more times as you and I talk, but everybody can go to joeysong.org and we have the most current list posted as well. So what happens is it's really like a live jukebox. You know the the KAB come out and play and then the guests hop in do a couple songs mostly covers or their hits you're not going to find you know somebody's not going to come on and just do um you know here's a song i wrote two days ago that you've never heard before you know it's yeah uh, the idea is, is for everybody to is for everybody to play their hits um and and so we're doing so we're doing that and that's what's going to be this year we have a couple interesting additions as well this year to the lineup uh, Charlie Barrons, who, if you live in the state of Wisconsin, you can't open social media. Charlie's the Manitowoc Minute guy that does the, he's like the hottest thing on social media right now. So Charlie's going to be one of our uh, co-hosts, as well as Joel Hodgson, who's from uh, Fort Atkinson, but Joel did Mystery Science Theater 3000. So anybody that grew up in the 90s and mm-hmm. made watching uh, Late Night Comedy Central knows MST3K. Yeah. Um, so, so, those guys are going to come and do a little bit of their comedy as well. Um, so, that's a really long winded answer of how did, what is Joey's song and what do we get? It's, it's a benefit concert. We get a lot of uh, artists from the, the 80s and the 90s that come into Madison, um, play a fun show for several hours, and we raise some money to, to fund uh, research into treatments and cures for epilepsy in my son's memory.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Kind of get into a little bit more details for the people that are listening. How can they help out? Is there
1: tickets available? Where is this being held? Great. All good. All good questions. So the event is January 8th, 2022. It's a Saturday night in Madison at the Sylvie Theater. So for the local folks, Sylvie's a brand new venue, only been open for a couple of years. It's a 2,500 seat venue. It's beautiful, state of the art. Uh, it's going to allow us to do lots of stuff with video that we haven't been able to do in the past. And it, it, and, it, and it's really great. JoeySong.org is the place that you can go to get tickets. Um, and that's going to be my answer to just about everything. That's where we, we're, we're still adding artists as well. There's a few other folks uh, that we're still working on that can't quite confirm their availability. Um, so that 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 would be the place to go to kind of check up. And as usual, all the different social media places, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Joey Song on all of those. So if you just search on that, we post regularly on stuff as well. So uh, if you can't make it to the event, uh, we'll be announcing in about a week and a half a a video stream. So for folks that getting to Madison is not easy to do, we're going to stream the show on Mandolin, which is one of the streaming platforms that a lot of organizations use as well um and aside from all that other stuff as you can probably guess we've got a nice big fat donations button on the web page as well if anybody wants to contribute there as well so
0: wonderful do you have a lot of sponsors that help out with this as well
1: we do we're really really fortunate we have um um Besides a lot of the national, as you could probably guess, some of the pharmaceutical companies, since what we raised the money to do is fund research grants to, 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 find, um, to find cures for this these terrible, intractable epilepsies that these kids suffer from. Um, so a lot of the big pharmaceutical companies help us out. But we've had fantastic support from a lot of the major businesses in the Madison area. Um, uh, northwestern mutual i won't go through all the names but we have lots of the lots of the businesses help as well as we get a lot of support from uh the catering community local breweries uh, food because as i these artists come into town and i need to uh, feed and hydrate them as well for several right. days and, and that's not a inexpensive proposition as well so we, we we've 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 been real fortunate as i tell a lot of people uh, I have a real advantage going in. I start a sentence with, you know, my son died and I need your help. Um, almost everybody says, yes, they can't always help at a certain time or in a certain way that we need them to, but it's, it, it's not a difficult ask, you know, when we're trying to do, first of all, what I think is a pretty unique event, you know, so many fundraisers, not that there's anything wrong with any of these things are golf tournaments or walks or galas and that type of stuff. And those all have their place. We've kind of grown into this relatively unique um, event. So it's also an easy ask to get sponsors to come and to come and help us as well. So um, we, we, we've been real lucky. And the Madison community helps a lot. Um, one of the things that we are doing this year, uh, because of some of the uniqueness of our sponsors, is because some of our national pharmaceutical sponsors can't necessarily um use all the tickets they would normally get for their large sponsor we're donating uh, several hundred tickets to the uh, local firefighters and the police and the teachers unions as well those folks that we call the frontline workers that helped us get through all this COVID, our national sponsors uh, let us donate a whole bunch of tickets so we're going to have some teachers and some cops and some firefighters and the dane county sheriff lots of folks in the crowd as well as kind of a thank you from us to them and from our sponsors to help so it should be a pretty pretty special night
0: yeah definitely. I mean all that helped to help hopefully find a cure for for this type of epilepsy and epilepsy in in general yep actually um when I was a kid, I had epilepsy i i I grew out of it, but I had uh staring seizures and yep. yeah i even caused me to have a little bit of um cerebral palsy on the right side of my body. It's very, very minor, but um oh. I'm glad there's people out there like you. You know, unfortunately, you know, the reason you're doing it is a sad story, but actually be able to go out there and, you know, help people is such a great thing.
1: Well, that's very kind of you to say, you know, it's really, it's really amazing. So many people, as I've told the story, even when Joe was still alive, but certainly as I've gone out to a larger audience, like you, so many people have a, I had it, my brother had it, my mom had it, my uncle had it. I mean, many of the artists that are going to be showing up um, have a connection to it as well. Um, and, and, you know, one in 26 people will develop epilepsy in their lifetime. That's a, that's a pretty static number. So all you need to do is think about your classroom that you're in during the day, you know, uh, the size of that, or the thing I like to tell folks is there's about 60,000 people currently in the state of Wisconsin diagnosed with epilepsy. So that fills Camp Randall or Lambeau, right? So if you think about, think about that, that's how many people there are, you know, in a, in a typical Well, pre COVID, when we used to go out to restaurants and bars, if you're on a place where there's 50, 75, 100 people, you know, four of those folks are going to develop epilepsy in their life. And one in three people that develop epilepsy epilepsy can't control it with medicine or surgery. Mm -hmm. So that means they're always under the threat of seizures. And I'm sure your parents can probably attest to the fact that before yours, before you grow out of yours, you're always living in that fear of you never know right. when that's is going to hit, and depending on how it manifests itself, it can be very physically dangerous to the person yep. um, having it having it as well. So, there's uh, it, it's not uncommon that I have a conversation like I'm having with you, and and the person says I had it or my brother had it mm-hmm. or, had it. It's a it's it's a relatively uh, common uh, ailment, but one that's kind of shrouded in mystery and, and one that has a little more, um, I guess, shame. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but people don't talk about it, um, because it, it has been misunderstood over the yeah. years and that that, need, that needs to be corrected as well. Yes.
0: And hopefully, um, it seems like the world is in certain parts is getting on the bandwagon of that, of not making it a yep. non-talkative topic.
1: Yep. and I, and i think that and i think that's right and that's because uh, there's been a lot of cultural shifts going on in general of people not being ashamed of who they are and that that applies to lots of different stuff and certainly uh, as people understand epilepsy and realize that it's not a mental condition you know it's a physical right it's a physical ailment that manifests itself in different ways yep. and uh Whether they're absent seizures like you had or tonic-clonic seizures like my son Joe had, um, there's lots of different ways that epilepsy manifests itself. I think one one of the other things that has helped bring awareness to it is um, another common way that epilepsy occurs is through head trauma. And so many of our soldiers come back from combat with head trauma, whether it's IEDs or other, other things that come back. Um, and 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 the other thing is it's tied in the phrase that's used is comorbidities. It's tied in with other comorbid comorbidities, whether it's the cerebral palsy that you talked about, mm-hmm. or dep- or depression, or PTSD, or lots of other stuff go with it. And and um, just being able to have that discussion for people to understand that's kind of the you know the point B of what we do at Joey Song. We're obviously trying to raise money. Uh, to, to fund these research grants, but in doing so we create awareness for it and give people a chance to talk about it. Yeah. And, and, and and to be honest with you, I have a hell of a good time doing it. I, you know, I, I, the, the, the night that we have uh, one of the, fra- one of the other phrases that we use in some of our marketing is what we do is really serious and how we do it is not mm-hmm. um, because it's not a, it's, it's it's not a somber evening as a fact since we are in Wisconsin it tends to be a little sloppy and there might be a little bit of alcohol that gets consumed both on stage <laughs> and backstage and in the crowd and it's a it's a particularly joyous night and it's one where everybody kind of get and I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like this year after you know two years of COVID right um, be able to have everybody together and playing again last year we had to do it online mm-hmm. which was not even close to as much fun as doing it no. is in person and, and just, just getting these folks together. And if you're in the audience and you're watching these folks to see the joy on the musician's face, because not that they don't enjoy their day job. Right. I'm sure mm-hmm. I know Butch likes going out with garbage and I know that Dave likes going out with soul asylum and they like playing their gig, but this is such a low pressure because they're doing covers and yeah. you know, there's, there's nobody now one artist has to carry the show. No one, no one moment carries the night Not Everybody's waiting for the big hit to be played or whatever it is, right. It's just this back and forth and to watch these musicians trade instruments and go, you know, I can't even tell you how um, much fun it is for me, having no musical talent to watch everybody gets together the day before and kind of do a rehearsal and to watch these amazing musicians work through the songs and kind of figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one, one anecdote anecdote that to me is the epitome of what a Joey song show is. So we do a rehearsal. So we were doing one two years ago for the, for the 2019 show. And I'd been rehearsing all day and everybody finally about six was packing up to head out to go have dinner. And Alex, who's the keyboard player in the Know It All Boyfriend started playing the riff from Drive, the car song. And everybody just kind of stopped and opened back up their guitar case and pulled out guitars and Butch, who was halfway tearing apart his drum kit, got back behind the kit. And Corey Chisel, who's one of the singers, Corey's from Appleton, he was a Grammy nominated songwriter, um, pulled up his phone and pulled up the lyrics. And they just started rehearsing it. It wasn't planned. And Alex was just, you know, farting around right. with the thing. In about 15 minutes, they had it down. And the next night at the benefit, highlight of the night, it just freaking killed. It was, it was gr- now, I, you know, I can't can't carry a tune in a bucket but to watch these people just go oh, figure it out we'll make it's it's those little magical moments yeah that really talented people can do that mere mortals can't quite comprehend and i got i could i could fill up your hard drive with five more hours of those kind of stories over the years of how things just kind of happen and practice the day before and all of a sudden pff, there's just all this magic stuff so what it's a different energy than a regular concert. You know, it's not going and seeing Garbage or Soul Asylum or Cheap Trick or Fountains of Wayne or any of these bands. It's seeing the creators of all that stuff interact and, mm-hmm. and do, that, do that wonderful juggling that those guys can do.
0: Yeah, it's, it's got to be something to experience for sure.
1: Yeah, it, it is, and it's really fun. And and for me, as somebody that tries to do this on a regular basis, I just try to get people in the door the first time because mm-hmm. once I got you in, I gotcha because you, you'll come back because it is so much fun and yeah. it's lighthearted and it's and it's great.
0: So, Fantastic. Yeah, this yeah. sounds like something that people should definitely experience. It's yeah, it, it's it's for a, an amazing cause and it's going to be highly entertaining. Um, I don't see any cons on this at all. It's all pro, pro, <laughs> pro.
1: Yeah. Well, and let me, let me tell you one other thing just to show the dedication. So uh, we are a 100% volunteer organization, so there's no paid staff. So we literally turn every every penny that I have to pay the venue. Or, right, right, or right. Like that. But nobody's, nobody's making a salary off this, including the artists. So these guys come in for four days and three nights to do this. This is not a everybody flies in Saturday morning, you know, we do the show and they turn around and go home. So for our for the gig for this year, since it's on a Saturday, everybody will fly in on Thursday night. We'll do a little get together Thursday night, they'll rehearse all day Friday, we'll do some press, they'll do sound check and another rehearsal on Saturday, and they'll leave on Sunday. Um, And two years ago, one of our guests was Brian Ray and Brian's day job is he's Paul McCartney's guitar player. So he's been on tour with Sir Paul for the last 20 years. Okay. And I don't know what Paul pays Brian for four days, but it's not two beers and a ham sandwich. No. (laughs) Which is what I I paid Brian for four days of his his service as well. So the artists give, and I will tell you another, because I can't tell this story enough, because it, it talks to the dedication of these artists and talks about Brian in particular. So my son, Sam, is a musician. My son's 19 years old. And Sam got to perform last year for the first time. He had never been, he was never quite ready to It's Even though it's a loose show, it's not amateur Right. right. And and Sam wasn't, but by that time he was ready. And the song that he was going to do was Don't Let Me Down, the Beatles song. Mm -hmm. And so we were uh, at rehearsal the day before um, they were running through it. And it was, and Brian was not going to be a part of it because Brian had his own set. But I said to Brian, I said, you know what? It would be really great if if you could, you know. First of all, this was Sam's first time ever playing in public. He never mm-hmm. played in public before. And he's got three-time Grammy winner Butch Vig on drum, and Duke Erickson's playing bass, and Miles Nielsen is singing vocals. And I said, Brian, would you want to play? Would you play along? You know, on "Don't Let Me Down." With and he goes, well, you know, it's not one that Paul covers because it's a John song, but I I think I can work my way through. <laughs> and so and so that night, Friday night, we had, we do a get together where everybody has dinner. And Brian excused himself a little bit early and took a cab and went home. And I didn't think a whole lot of it. I said to him the next day, I said, you left early last night. Were you not having a good time? He said, no, I needed to go home. And he practiced. Don't let me down for two and a half, three hours, just so he would do it perfectly. I mean, mean, (laughs) most guys would wing it, right? Right. It's, It's three chords, three and a half chords, whatever. Don't let me down is I'd have to think about it. But he wanted to make sure he got it right because he knew it was Sam's big moment and he knew it was a big deal at our benefit so so while it is fun and sloppy everybody's just pouring their heart and soul into it and I think that come that comes through in the night as well is that everybody's just there and they want it to be a good show because they know I need, I need everybody to come back the next year. I mm-hmm. need all those people that bought tickets this year because we've grown in venue size. When we, the first one that we did in 2011 was at a small sports bar in Chicago, which is where my wife and I had met and the, the musicians that performed, you know, it was like hundred people and they were tuning up in the bus boy station. You know, there was no real stage, mm-hmm. we, you know, put it up. to now where we're doing it at the Sylvia. And if we want to keep growing this, it it can't just be the cause that has people coming back. It's gotta be the night. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be the that was the experience. Those mo- yeah, those moments that you don't get to see, and you get to say, Man, it was Butch Vig and Dave Perner and Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick and so and so and so and so and so and so. Everybody's on the stage together. That was really cool. Yeah. You know, you know, so it 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 is. I I I hope in explaining our origin story that you understand that it's real serendipity that we got here. There was no master plan behind it. No, sometimes no. that's where some of the coolest stuff comes out when stuff just kind of morphs into this.
0: Yeah. It's just like a yeah. grassroots organic kind of took its own little path basically.
1: Yeah. And, it, and if we had sat down and planted 10 years ago, it wouldn't have been half of it. Right. You know, and, and it just, we've been, we've been we've been really lucky and, and i will be honest with you having somebody like butch in my corner helps because oh yeah uh, when you get to drop that name uh, there there's some there's some <laughs> there's some credibility that goes with that for sure
0: yes so. definitely definitely no i mean it's it's great that you have the right people
1: yeah yeah that's a good way to say it that's a great way to say it because there's some other folks in the music business that might not put their heart and soul into it like these guys do and you know will this one is January 8th. And I'm going to guess probably by about January 12th, we'll start working on the, the following year as well. <laughs> it's a, a year round thing, but it's, it's a special night. And it, and I think the other part of it is it's a very Wisconsin night, right? It's a very, you know, between Butch and Duke are both Wisconsin guys and Corey, who's a Wisconsin guy. And most of the know-it-all boyfriends are, you know, and this year with Joel and Charlie are comedy acts, you know, they're Wisconsin. So it's, While we've got people flying in from L.A. and Boston and, you know, um, some folks from Rockford driving up and we've got a few folks we haven't quite announced yet. So why don't you uh, one more time give us like the tickets
0: information, the date, the time, how much the tickets are, all that kind of good stuff again.
1: Sure. Sure. So the benefit is January 8th, 2022 at the Sylvie Theater in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, tickets are on sale at joeysong.org, as well as up-to-dates on the lineup. We are still adding folks. Besides all that we've talked about through all this, we're still adding some other folks as well. Fingers crossed we'll know sooner rather than later on some of them. Tickets are $47.50. Yes, I know it's a weird number, but there's some there's some stuff behind all of that. Um, we are about, uh, there's about as of this morning, there's about 600 tickets left out of 2,500. So it's going to be a nice, nice full house. Um, and I think those are most of the details. Let me see if I can do the artist list one more time. Okay. Yep. So the, the know-it-all boyfriends are Butch Vig and Duke Erickson from Garbage, along with Freedy Johnston. Some of our special guest performers are Dave Perner from Soul Asylum, Tanya Donnelly from Belly, Uh, Jody Stevens from Big Star. I know I didn't mention him the last time. Chris Collingwood from Fountains of Wayne. Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo. Uh, Corey Chisel. My son, Sam, which is worth the price of admission alone, quite obvious. And then we've got some comedy from uh, Charlie Behrens from the Manitowoc Minute and Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater 3000. So I would suggest getting your tickets um, as quickly as you can. And that's really not a sales pitch. This one I'm about to give you is a little bit of a sales pitch. There's a couple artists that we're still waiting to confirm, which are the type of artists on their own would sell out the Sylvie. So if you have any inclination to do it and really want to come to the show, uh, hopefully those, those couple of artists will get confirmed soon and then you'll really be glad you have your tickets.
0: Excellent. Sounds great. Mike whole thing. Sounds like a great, great evening of great for a great cause and just a great experience for sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot of I, 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 I. It really is fun. I wish I could watch it more often. I'm always running around, but people tell me it's a great show. So.
0: <laughs> I understand that too. I understand that as well.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to the uh, Wisconsin Music Podcast for having Joey sung on. We really appreciate. The whole Wisconsin community needs to work together on this stuff, and this is this is the way that we do it.
0: Yeah, so. definitely couple things coming up we have the wisconsin musicians episode coming out of holiday songs that should be coming out in a couple weeks so make sure you listen for that on the upcoming monday episode in December I believe it's going to be December 20th and if you're interested in being on the podcast I do have a guest request form real short form just needs your name and your email and send that off to me and I'll send an auto email back to you asking for all your information that pertains to your organization business or performance group if you're interested in any of my other ventures with ZTF studio either mixing recording editing or any other audio issues that you may be in need of, you can contact me through my studio email, ztfstudio at gmail.com. It's going kind to of be ztfstudio at gmail.com. And you can also check out the website at ztsstudio.com Have a great week, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving.